Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. He's done it. He's done it. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the Raiders' official podcast, thanks to OAC Digital. Round 8 sees the Raiders travel to Redcliffe to take on the New Zealand Warriors after the uh, performance against the Panthers last weekend, which they went down by 36 points to 6. Joining us on the podcast this week is Lauren Pritchard. Hello, Lauren. Hey, Ben. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. And for the first time, Brad Morkos. How are you, Brad? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yep, great to have you here. We'll get stuck straight into it as we go around the horn. One really good thing that came out of last week, Lauren, despite the result, was the debut of Harry Rushton. You were there uh, on the night where his dad and his stepmom came along and presented him his jersey. Beautiful moment for Harry and um, great that we're able to capture it and share it with the fans. Yeah, such a beautiful moment for Harry and just for the team to witness it too. Um, nice to see his family fly over from England. I think they must have flown over as soon as they found out and I think they're here for another week or so. So, um Lovely that they could be there and present the jersey to him. It was great. His dad was a character, wasn't he? Very <laughs> he was funny. Character. He was great. <laughs> uh, Brad, you've played a bit of footy with Harry now. Um, it must have been great for um, you to see one of your teammates get the chance to play at the NRL level. Yeah, it was pretty good um, to see Harry have a crack at first grade. Um, he's a really good kid and a great player, so um, couldn't think of many more that deserve it more than Harry. Yeah, he's a young player too. People forget that forwards in rugby league don't usually mature and get an opportunity until at least sort of their mid-20s. So he's getting, a, he's getting a crack at the NRL pretty early on, Brad, which is um, unusual for forwards. Yeah, it is a bit unusual, but um, yeah, in that game he held himself pretty well. Um, he was doing it all throughout Cup, so good rap to him and good to that he finally got to have a crack there. Yeah, tough, um, tough uh, first initiation into the NRL, was when you've got to come in against the Premier's um, when you're down and out uh, in the second half and you're playing uh, in your own half for pretty much that whole second half. I mean, it was a pretty gutsy effort from me, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. The fact that he had to come on when, yeah, we were parked down that end of the field and um, a few tries down by then too. So, um, yeah, he did really well considering. Yeah, he's a wonderful young player and can't see, just wait to see him play some more uh, first grade for the Raiders. Uh, a big competition that's happening at the moment online is you can jump on and vote for your all-time fan favourite team of the club's 40 seasons. Uh, we're running that across all the Raiders channels at the moment. That team will actually be announced at the 40-year um, celebration game, which is happening against the Bulldogs in Round 9. Loz, uh, you helped us put that together what about the list of players uh, and calibre of players that's in, involved in that and how fans are supposed to narrow it down to 17? Yeah, good luck to them to narrow it down to 17. There's such a great list of players there. I think there's about 118, 120 that you can choose from on the list for like across all the positions. So, um, yeah, I think this had some really good response from the fans and looking forward to seeing who makes that team. Yeah, that team, that competition runs through until Sunday night. Brad, as a kid growing up, uh, Raiders players, when you watch the Raiders, who are the players that you like to... To watch, they're probably not that old, actually. <laughs> yeah, a few of them are still in um in the team now. I get to train with a few of them. Jordan Rapana was um always one, always high energy player. Uh, Nicky Kotrick in that twenty nineteen grand final side, that was just gun player to watch back in the day when I was only a couple of years ago, actually. So it's um real good to get to see and train with some of them now. 
Back in the day, I, I'm, when I say back in the day, I think of, um, of Chica Ferguson and, uh, and Noah Andruko and Kenny Nagus, and you're talking about Nick Cottridge. Wow, which makes me feel very old. Um, a big one this week, trip to Redcliffe. Loz, you're heading up with the team. Um, we've never actually played a premiership game at Morton Daly Stadium, so a new experience for the Raiders and a chance to chalk one up uh, on a new ground. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to heading up there with the team. We haven't obviously played there before, but um, there's been heaps of games there in the back end of last year, NRL games, and even an NRLW Grand Final a couple of weeks ago, so it's a great stadium. Looking forward to going. Raiders 6, Penrith 36 up there at Bluebet Stadium on Sunday afternoon. The match was uh, a really tight tussle in that first half and probably for the first sort of 15, 20 minutes of the second half as well, Loz, before uh, the Panthers ran away with the game. Um, I suppose you can you can focus on the negatives and the scoreline, but you know plenty of positives to come out of that game, particularly in that first half. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to be 6-all for a little while there and then to go down... Or to be at the break trailing 14-6, I think we've got to be really happy with that. And even, yeah, up until the 50th, 55th minute when um, they sort of ran in a few tries after that, we've got to be happy with that first 50 minutes or so. Brad, you um, were involved in the pre-game on the weekend. Unfortunately, a, a, a disappointing result for the Cup team as well. But uh, obviously at the moment, the Cup's facing a few challenges with you know players in and out of injuries and teams and things like that. How hard is it to, to um, adjust to those factors week to week when you're you're lining up with such a different team all the time. Yeah, it's pretty tough, especially when you're getting some key players either going up or getting injured, you know, each week sort of thing. But, um, yeah, it's expected, especially in Cup. you just got to go week to week and try not to think about it and just play whatever's in front of you. Yeah, the back to the, the first grade game on the weekend, uh, probably, you know, it was almost a sense of suffocation in the second half. We just could not get the ball out of our own end. And um, although you can't... Um, blame it as or make it as an excuse. We you know, obviously had a 9-1 penalty count against us until late in the match, so um, was really going to be up against it. Um, one thing I did like, though, Lauren, uh, again, was the form of Joe Tarpany. Um, consistently, he's been one of the best players for us uh, to start the season, and he just continues to get better each week. Yeah, absolutely. He um, scored a try early on, which was a crucial moment for us in the first half. And, um, yeah, he's just been so strong all year. I think he had six tackle breaks in this game. And um, about 38 tackles or so. So, um, yeah, he's been very strong this year. Really young back line uh, for this Raiders team at the moment. Obviously, Jordan Rappiner, um at fullback. But you've got Nick Cottridge, who's still relatively young. Probably not for Brad, apparently, <laughs> but he's still pretty young. You've also got um, uh, Xavier Savage on the wing. And you've got Matty Tomoko and Semi Valame in the centres. Uh, Brad, I mean, that must excite you, seeing that this club gives those youth players an opportunity to come into first grade. Yeah, 100%. Um, when I first came down here, I always knew how Ricky liked to play his youngsters and get them blooded in pretty early. So um, getting to train and play with that sort of experience, hopefully soon in the future, would be really amazing. The Raiders, 36-6 to six losers against the Panthers. We're going to put that one to bed and we'll uh, move on to something a little bit more pleasant. Our guest this week is Brad Morcos uh, on Behind the Limelight, thanks to OAC Digital. Brad, uh, you arrived at the club um, at the start of this season uh, for the pre-season. Give us a bit of a background where you're from. I know you're a south, sort of a Wollongong, South Coast, sort of Illawarra uh, junior. Tell us about your footy background and where you started playing and how you got into the game. Yeah, um, like you said, from Wollongong. Didn't actually start footy until, I think, about under 10s or so. Mum just always said, you've got to do some sort of sport. So we tried basketball, uh, boxing, 
soccer, basically everything before rugby league and then under 10s, once I played that, it just sort of stuck and then went all the way through. It's a, uh, Wollongong is a rugby league town. I mean, they've got a, a proud proud tradition with the Illawarra Steelers um, that came into the competition the same time as the Raiders and obviously now they're affiliated as the St George Illawarra Dragons. Um, did, you, did you find a sense of uh, rugby league was a big part of the community there growing up? Uh, yeah, well, I came from Sydney, which was also another sort of big footy um, area. But as soon as I went to Wollongong, yeah, they just, they love their footy. So it didn't take too long for me to actually pick rugby league as a sport to go through. What was it about league that made you want to start? I actually couldn't tell you. Maybe just a bit of everything, just the people that actually surround the game, um, like the parents, the kids, the fans, they're all just top, top quality people you want to be around. The SG Ball uh, Grand Final was probably the first time that most Raiders people got to have a look at you because they, they obviously would have been limited in what they've been able to see from the team and you actually played against the Raiders in that grand final last year. Unfortunate for you, you were on the wrong side mm-hmm. of the of the scoreline but um, that must have been a really good experience for you to be involved in a game like that so young in your career. Yeah, it was pretty good, um, especially I knew some of the Canberra boys already and Michael Asimov was one of them. He still gives it to me to this day that we uh, lost the grand final but on the same team now and yeah it was a pretty pretty good experience we've seen a lot of players out of that game in general go through this year and play first grade so you've got obviously Xavier Savage you've got um, you've got guys in the uh, Dragons team uh, Terrell Sloan uh, that's gone on to play first grade and uh, Amone as well I think yep, he was in junior. that game as well so um, you guys have uh, you know shown that there's players within that group of, of players that can take that next step that must be encouraging for you yeah it is it's um Really good to see, especially since most of them are my mates. It's good to see that they're taking steps forward into into the league and hopefully it means getting one step closer for myself as well. So you had the opportunity to, to play in that game and you would have been on the Dragons' radar to continue your career there. What made you uh, jump ship and come down to the Raiders? The, the main reason, I think, was when I got to actually talk with Ricky, he was... Real adamant about still saying you're just coming out of school, you're still a school kid. He wasn't trying to push my body to the limits or force me into playing first grade or something I couldn't handle too early. And that's the sort of coach that, you know, if if he's looking after you, he's looking after everyone else. And that's the sort of coach I wanted and the team that I wanted around me. How are you finding your experience in Canberra so far, like in Canberra as such and with the club as well? Well, Canberra's a lot different to Wollongong, as most of you know. There's no beach, so I'm still um, getting used to that. And the, everyone's telling me how cold it's about to get, so I'll have to uh, get a few coats and jumpers for that one. But, um, yeah, I love it. It's pretty good. Everyone's, everyone's real, um, I don't know the word, just calm, chill, down to earth. Like, you can go out and talk to anyone pretty much. You talked about Michael Asamoah as someone that you have good banter with. Um, who do you kick around with here at the club? Who have you, who've you sort of found a home with in terms of um, boys that you've you know, been able to hang around with and, and, and form some good friendships with? Yeah, obviously Mikey's um, one of them, especially um, James Schiller as well. He came from Dragons to the Raiders same year as me, started this year. So, um, yeah, it's good to get along with them too, just mainly the young boys, especially that cup team. It's a really young team, I think. Every week, pretty much, we're just getting closer and closer as a squad. You also get the opportunity to play in that cup team. You say a lot of young players, but there's some really good experienced guys in that team as well. Guys like Matty Frawley, Sammy Williams that sort of lead that team around. I mean, it must be great to be able to have 
you know, um, guys with that sort of experience playing alongside you in that in that cup game. Yeah, definitely. Just when you're on the field and actually watching what they do and how they control the game, it's just crazy to sort of take it all in and try and learn something from that. Earlier in the year, you were part of both of the trials in the lead up to the season. How did you find that experience? Yeah, it was a bit different seeing myself on actual proper TV. I sort of um, watched it back a couple of times and had a little laugh. Just didn't ever expect that to happen so soon. But um, yeah, it was a good experience. A lot of um, current first grade talent and ex-first grade talent that we got to go against. And it was a good sort of uh, experience to see where we are right now. Found it interesting what you said there about Ricky and being rushed into first grade and, you know, taking it um, you know, as it comes. I mean, that's a really good attitude for you to have. But obviously the desire to play at the NRL level is something that's going to be there. Um, and if you get the chance, you no doubt would be really excited about it. Yeah, like you said, um, he's been doing it for years and he knows when and what I need to do to sort of uh, get there and he'll keep pushing me through. So I'll be real keen for when that happens. Yeah, it's a really good attitude. Um, we can't wait to see you eventually pull on that NRL jersey. I know it will happen at some point, but as you said, you just got to be patient and keep doing what you're doing. Uh, we're going to preview the Raiders and the Warriors now. You're listening to Behind the Limelight, thanks to OAC Digital. Yeah, both of these teams, the Raiders and the Warriors, uh, head to Redcliffe on the weekend. Desperate for a win. The Raiders, obviously, with that loss against the, the Panthers, um, it's been a bit of a runabouts for the team at the moment. And they go up against the Warriors team, Loz, who are absolutely um, put to the sword by the Melbourne Storm. 70 points to 10 uh, down there at Amy Park on the weekend. It, it's a really, really hard game to come up against a team that's been involved in a performance like that because they're going to come out firing. They will come out firing and um, they've just suffered back-to-back losses as well and you're coming off a 60-point loss and a five-day turnaround. It's a tough ask for Warriors, but um, it's also a tough ask for us coming off four losses now, I think. So, um, yeah, it'll be yeah, desperate times for both teams. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the, the thing that's in our favour is the fact that the team knows that they can't afford to take anybody lightly at the moment. Sometimes, I think, when, you, when your team's going really well, you can come up against an opposition and, and sort of go in with that mindset that you think you're going to win. We saw it with the, the Tigers uh, a couple of weeks ago when they came up against Parramatta and um, probably nobody expected them to win that game. So they really need to be uh, on their game against the Warriors. Uh, Brad, the Warriors have got uh, a couple of superstars in their team. Uh, one's probably at the back end of his career and one's at the start in Sean Johnson and Reese Walsh. Two very dangerous attacking players if we give them too much ball. Yeah, they're real, um, real dangerous players, especially... Um Sean Johnson now, his years of experience, um, ordering the boys around, sort of getting to where he wants. So especially with um, Reese Walsh, young, explosive, bringing heaps of energy, um, got to do a job on both of them. Can't give them, can't give them anything really, otherwise they'll, they'll make us pay for that. Yeah, most definitely the forward pack for the Warriors too. Very experienced, very big pack. Um, Matt Lodge, Adam Fenua, Blake, Lauren uh, setting the platform for them. So guys like Papa and Taps are going to be need to be up for it again, which, you know, to their credit, they pretty, pretty much have been for the start of most games this year. Yeah, they have been as well. So um, a few big bodies there up, coming up against us. So, um, yeah, we'll just have to try and take those metres when we can. Ricky reshuffled the back line a couple of weeks ago and he's moved Jordan Rapana to fullback. He won the Meninga medal pretty much playing that position last year. What's he like in and around training, Brad? We all know that he's a bit of a character, but um, is he is he helpful for younger players coming through and, and showing them the ropes? Yeah, he is. He doesn't, he doesn't try and um, overplay just because he's more experienced. He'll let you get in there and have a go around, make sure everyone's, especially the youngsters, 
um, having a fair crack so they can actually learn and develop as first grade players. So he's real good with that and if you're missing something, he'll come up to you and tell you you need to do this a bit better or this a bit better. Yeah, that's a good way to have that experienced player, you know, talk you through those uh, scenarios and, and get you ready for that first grade experience. Uh, the, in terms of the game this week, Loz, it just comes down to, once again, being able to control possession and, and not giving away penalties. I mean, that's been the, sort of the theme for us this season so far. So if we can tighten up in those couple of areas, we'll, we should be able to put in a good performance. Yeah, and you can see that we've maybe played one good half, either the first half or second half over the past few weeks, and then um, on the weekend playing a good 50 to 55 minutes. So hopefully this is the week we can produce the 80-minute effort and get the win. Absolutely. Consistency is key, and we'll need it in spades against the Warriors. That game at 3 o'clock Saturday up there at Morton Daly Stadium in Redcliffe. All right, uh, podcast prediction time. Uh, I was away last week, so... Uh, no prediction for me. Rosie had Nick Cottridge down for a try. He didn't cross over. Loz, you had Corey Hadawita-Nida. He didn't either. And Brad Schneider had Xavier Savage to cross uh, for a try. Uh, so another zero to the, t- uh, the column this weekend. Uh, Loz, what have you got for us this week against the Warriors? Okay, I'm going to go Ryan Sutton try this week. I know he scored against the Warriors when we were back at home in round three last year, I think. So I'm going to lock that in. There we go. Ryan Sutton across the stripe. Brad? Yeah, I'm going to go with Xavier Savage again. Um, burnt me today at training, so <laughs> hopefully he can do the same thing again against the Warriors. Yeah, I think uh, with, with Savage, I think you've got to look at the fact that um, he only got a limited opportunity a couple of weeks ago. He came into the cauldron of uh, Blue Bet Stadium against the Panthers last week, so he probably hasn't got that opportunity to run the football as much as he liked but as you said I've watched a bit of training today and he's definitely he's definitely got that pace so uh, a good call on that one he actually stole mine so I'm gonna have to think of something else I'm gonna go for rapper I think um, at fullback this week maybe even a little show and go and and crossing over uh, for himself so uh, I'm gonna go Jordan Rapper to score a try this weekend Uh, thanks for listening and watching this week everybody uh, behind the limelight Uh, thank you to Brad for being part of it and good luck to you for the rest of the season cheers thanks heaps There he is, Brad Morkos. On behalf of Lauren and myself, thank you for watching Behind the Limelight and we'll see you next week.